The Dental Amigos are excited to announce the most fun, the most friendly, and the most nacho-filled CE course in the history of dentistry. Join Paul and Rob on Friday, September 21st, and Saturday, September 22nd in Philadelphia with Dr. Pasquale Venuti all the way from Italy. Pasquale will be sharing innovative ways to save teeth that usually need to be extracted, along with mind-blowing techniques to improve your Class II restorations. Our signature Friday night social event will bring you face-to-face with the Amigos, as well as dentists from all over the country. Make new friends, learn, and have fun. Isn't that what dental CE should be about? We are doing CE right. The Amigo way, the Nacho way. Register now at thedentalamigos.com. Doing CE the right way, the Nacho way, the Amigo way. Register at thedentalamigos.com, and we'll see you in September. Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Hey, Rob. Great to be here. Thanks. It's good to have you, Paul, and welcome to another episode of The Dental Amigos. Uh, it's good to be back in the studio after our short hiatus, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I got my contract renegotiated by Daphne, uh, the moderator. She she got it herself five cake pops, so we're back in business. She was a tough negotiator. <laughs> yeah. I I she, she took us for all we were worth, <laughs> I man. Know. You know? I know. Uh, well, today we have a, a very special amigo uh, with us, uh, Stephen Trutter. And Stephen is the director of consulting at Ideal Practices, which uh, for those of you who have not heard of this for some strange reason, Ideal Practices is uh, really dentistry's elite startup practice consulting firm. And Stephen is partners with Jamie Amos in that business. Uh, their team of consultants work with a limited number of private practice dentists each year to open highly successful new dental practices. And, we do a lot of work together uh, with our mutual clients. Uh, over the course of his career, Stephen has helped over 500 dentists start up practices. And uh, Stephen and Jamie are just flat out great guys who provide outstanding consulting services to their clients. They have a great team and great people around them, all a pleasure to work with. And uh, as I say to anybody who asks or is willing to listen, uh, I think that if you're looking to do uh, a startup, uh, you really should be working with a consultant and if you're gonna be working with a consultant to help you with the practice, you really be well served to talk to these guys and look at how they run their business. And you know, Stephen and, and Jamie have done a magnificent job uh, with that and from the, for their business and for their clients. And now, uh, without further ado, here's Stephen Trutter. Welcome, amigo, and uh, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> uh, Rob, Dr. Paul, thank you so much for having me here. That is. Wow, quite a quite an introduction. Uh, thank you for those kind words. I feel like I just, can I just walk off stage, like drop the mic? Yeah, already? that's it. It's a two uh, minute podcast. Kind of, like, the value's been delivered. So, yeah, like done. Like there we go. Thanks so much. Well, um, we, thrilled we, to be here. Thrilled to be talking with the community here uh, on your podcast. So thanks so much. Yeah, well, it, it really is great to have you. Well, the reason why we've got that great intro, it's been so long in coming, and we've been talking about having you on for a while now. Yeah, so I'm exciting. glad we we're able to make it work. 
I'd like to start okay. with the hard-hitting questions, uh, Stephen. Uh, that's what they've hired me to do. So uh, what is uh, your favorite nacho topping? <laughs> what is my favorite nacho topping? Wow, man. Um, I'm a skier. Rob, Rob knows I'm a skier. Um, there's nothing – I don't know if I have one single one, but I want nachos from – some sort of like very well-known large ski resort somewhere out west, like in Colorado. So when you get those nachos after you're done with like skiing, it's like these foot-tall nachos with with like the kitchen sink on it. So I would go kitchen sink. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I respect that. I, I um, think the, so. It's like big. It's meat. It's cheese. It's it's olives. Um, it's the it's everything on it. So I'm gonna go kitchen sink nachos. I, I, I like that answer. You know, I, because and, and and true in keeping with what Stephen does, yeah. it's about the location. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah, the nacho demographic. Totally. He brought us to a ski resort. Yeah. I like it. You know, it's I'm not, gonna, it's not what yeah, it's on the nachos. Exactly. It's where you're having the nachos. I'm gonna right? um, go there, not ski, but eat the nachos. So I'm ready to invite me next time. Awesome. It sounds it sounds good. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with a much you know less important question for, for me. Um, but, you know, here, here's the age-old one to get us rolling. You know, let's just dive right into it, Stephen. Uh, you know, people uh, ask me all the time, and I know they ask you because I've been standing next to you when people ask you this question. You know, what is better, a startup or an acquisition? Take it away, Stephen Trotter. Wow. I thought we were going to do this for like 20, 30 minutes. So that's like, we have like, that's like a three hour conversation, I think. Um, uh, to, to really set that off, I think it's, if, if we take it kind of a step back um, of like, how do we approach that? I think a lot of dentists, that, that is that, that age old question of like, which one should I do? What's my, what's my best path for success? Well, first of all, define what success is to you. Oh, that's the first thing. Um, everybody says this is your idea of success. This is how you get there faster. And I think our society is built upon how quickly can we get the results versus, well, what's the right process of getting us there? So to define first to you a startup versus an acquisition is define first what your idea of success is. First define what do you want? In other words, do you want to take over a practice that already has a built-in system and protocol into it um, with an acquisition? Because an acquisition is a great path. Now, as a startup consultant, obviously, I don't help with acquisitions. However, Rob, you've seen me talk. I have a full disclaimer on my, on my presentations. I'm not here to convince you to do a startup. I would never convince anybody to do it because everyone has to define what that best path is. That best path could be that path of starting up. If you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you want to build something from scratch from day one with your systems, with your vision, with your protocol, with your systems, with your team, and you can do that from day one, then the startup is the right path. Um, there's always, depending on the right area, your growth could be very, very quickly. I think it's always define what that idea of success is, but then define what that idea of fulfillment is. Now with an acquisition, you do have the built-in the built-in revenue. Um, do you, what do you want to compromise in that scenario? You know, you run into a lot of times is, are you a fit for the practice? Not every practice is a fit for the provider. So when you're gonna acquire a practice, you really have to look beyond the numbers of a practice acquisition and really look into what, who's there, number one, who's the team, um, can I live with them, what's the systems, what's the protocol? Uh, I mentioned before our, our, we went live, 
I did a presentation um, a couple weeks ago in, in, in Detroit, and um, after the end, one of the doctors in the crowd who owns a practice, who had acquired a practice, said, he said, Stephen, I know you said you weren't going to pitch a startup. Pitch me in a startup. And I said, right. I'm not going to. I said, you've acquired your practice. And I said, Very dentist thing to do. Said, Sounds very dentist, Stephen. Sounds like something a dentist would do. So I know that's uh, not easy. I'm, I'm interested yeah, to hear what like, happened. Pitch me on the idea. And I said, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pitch you. And he said, I've owned my practice for six years. I said, cool. So how long did it take you to get to a point where you can develop 100% of your systems in the practice and have all this done and all your protocol and all your DNA? He said, five. I said, okay. I said, well, that worked for you. I said, it took you five years to get 100% of what you wanted systemized. But I said, you had revenues. He goes, yeah, and it worked for me. Perfect. It worked for him. Some people don't want to wait to that point. So if you want to go start, define what your success is. If you want to go acquire, just know what, what's there, what you have to go. So there's not what one path is best. It's what the one best path is for you and to define what fulfillment is for you. Is that entrepreneurial or taking over and then taking over that over and then building up on top of something that's already there. Define that success first, okay, and then go pursue whatever that is. There's highly successful startups. There's highly successful acquisitions. It's more of looking internally to determine what's your path and defining what that path is Irregardless of what everybody else says, Jamie and I have that have have the same. Avoid the peanut gallery. Avoid what everybody else tells you you should do, and define like what you want in life and what you want in like practice ownership, and then go pursue that 100%. But do your due diligence on both the startup and the acquisition to determine what is the best path and what path gets you to your idea, success, and fulfillment. Yeah, I, that's really powerful stuff. And, you know, this is why we, you know, have a lot of things in common here. And it's a very similar philosophy. You know, it's, it's the whole thing, Paul, of, you know, just being purposeful yeah. with, with your business. From the dentist perspective, I'm just very grateful uh, that Rob introduced me to you guys. Uh, and, you know, it, I, believe it or not, my first podcast ever was with Jamie. And now I'm just going for the Wilt Chamberlain 100 podcast in one year record. Uh, but I, you know, for someone like me, you know, who I feel I'm relatively knowledgeable about what goes on in the dental space, I, I, I really didn't have any interactions with dentists who had started practices. So if you think of from the dentist perspective, who we're talking to at courses, it's rare to walk up to someone and just hear that they've started a practice as a 40-year-old dentist. So it's just, it's just great that we can bring this type of content to our listeners because me, myself, as a dentist, I've just learned a lot from the three of you guys. And there's a whole world out there that is kind of hidden from a lot of dentists. And as you guys do more and more of these, I think it'll just become yeah. more of the norm. Well, I think too, you know, it's interesting yeah. uh, and that your point with uh, the, the guy you were talking about in, in Michigan, that people don't realize that, you know, and, and I think a lot of people underestimate sort of when they're doing an acquisition of, you know, how much change is going to need to occur and how, how yeah. hard it's going to be to truly put your stamp and your personality, your DNA, as you like to call it, Stephen, yep. on that practice, yep. and, you know, and I'll say, you know, Paul and I recently... Uh, had the opportunity to swing by you know, one of uh, one of my clients, our mutual clients' uh, offices. You know, Dr. Jordan is in the in the Philly yeah. area here, and uh, you know, I've done you know, a lot of uh, a lot of startup representation with with lease reviews and negotiations, and you know, I talk about startups a lot. Admittedly, I don't get out to clients' offices that much. I just I just can't. It's not I don't. It's not baked into what we're doing. You know, we're trying to do what we do and stay in our space. So. 
when I, uh, we, we swung by for, for his ribbon cutting, and man, I got it. I mean, I thought I got it before, but I really got it there. I mean, it was so, it was so personal to him. He was so excited about what he, he had there. From it, everything was exactly the way he wanted it. And, and from a, a culture standpoint, who worked there, their systems, mm -hmm. the way the place was laid out, that was 100% Dr. Jordan, bar none. You know, which if when yep. you do an acquisition, even the best transition, Paul, yeah, you see I it. Agree. I mean, that's I'm, impossible. Now you say Stephen took five years for the guy to like yeah. get it done, but and that's not that's not surprising to me, Paul. I mean, you what, see it. What's all interesting time. is, and you know, I've learned from you guys, and I saw uh, Dr. Jordan was just was it was just so cool to see that I haven't seen that. And, you know, he was actually you know excited to do a cleaning, which I thought was just very you know genuine and excited to start working on his patients. And and as I look at this, you know, as someone who does acquisitions and help den helps dentists, and also who's done three acquisitions myself. Uh, the skill sets dentists have, you know, doing an acquisition takes a lot of management that dentists are never trained to do with taking over a different team. Whereas, you know, the stresses of the startup is, you know, the perception that maybe I don't have enough patience and I may not be able to make, you know, whether it's rent or supply bills. However, you are trained to lead that team because you can make them in your image and usually have a small team that you're dealing with, which is nice. And sometimes yeah. you do an acquisition and I help Dennis and they take over nine team members that have been there for a combined 320 years in that practice. <laughs> right. And it's not easy. And there's nothing that a dentist has ever learned in their life. I mean, I worked in the restaurant industry and I, that was a big help to me. I worked as a, at Einstein as uh, multi-years as a uh, chief resident and a fellow. But that's actually very difficult for dentists to manage. And I just think, you know, I'm, I'm glad we can present this other side to it where Dentists, where you know that yep. dentist from Michigan, they have to think everything is good or bad, success or failure. But they both could be good and very good, or very good and great. And I, I, this has yeah. opened my eyes to it, so I appreciate it. Yeah, that was that was just like again, everyone's going to have like what what that path. Everyone has to define what that path is. And like you said, if you get into a practice that you you've acquired and has 320 years of experience. Um, you can't go in there from day one and say, guess what? Everything that we did before, we're going to do a totally different my way. That's complete mutiny on your hands. Yeah, good luck with that, right? Out. Yeah. Look, you're, you're, you're you will have to slowly build that in. So there's, again, startup versus acquisition, it's not an answer that's, it's not a binary decision. There's too many levels of gray. It comes down to what define what that success is first for you and know that there's a path to do a startup the proper way, with the proper sequence, with the proper steps in order to be highly successful. Um, if you leave out a lot of steps, that's where startups could get get wonky and get and you have failure. It's more because they haven't defined exactly what it is. When Jamie and I talk with our clients, it's we have to predetermine. It, it's kind of like you think about like if you went to a travel agent and you said. Cool. Hey, book me a flight in a hotel. They're going to say, where are we going? Oh, yeah, we need a destination. Predetermine what your destination is in terms of the kind of practice you have. Like you mentioned one of our clients here, Dr. Jordan. He was great about, like, here's what I want to have. Here's the people I want to see. Here's the patient profile. Here's the marketplace. Well, this is what I want to have. Let's go build it. you got to build the end result and then reverse engineer it to build it back to the point where you start. You can't say, I want to build something. you got to be able to and then sequentially put those dominoes together to build up to that point. But you got to predetermine what the destination is because if we're aiming for basically 
if we don't aim for something, it's like you can't go to a travel agent and say, book me travel if they don't know what the destination is. So that's a big part of a startup is determining what that destination is. But even as becoming a private practice owner, whether it's via acquisition or startup, it's predetermining your long range destination and then defining each step of the way to get to that point. Doctors who acquire practices, they still have to have the sequential steps in order to build that practice up over time, whether it's building up from something that it's, it was and building up to a better, better success story or building up those systems and that protocol to a way that it fits their style of management into the practice. Either way, it's a step-by-step process. You just don't acquire the practice and go, cool, I'm, 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 I'm wealthy. And you can't just start up a practice and say, great, I'm successful. No, there's a, there's a process. Whether you acquire a startup, there is a process. You have to have somebody there to help guide you through that process one way or another. Um, I'm a con- I laugh about this with my clients. I'm a consultant. Guess what? I have a consultant I work with. Yes, consultants work with consultants. So I work with a consultant because there's things that we want to do that Jamie and I want to do with our company long term. So we 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 do our own thing. In other words, like we know what to get startups there, and like we ourselves work with consultants ourselves so that we can help grow our company and build our team properly. Because there's people that are on the outside looking in, whether they're advisors or consultants or people like that, that look kind of on the outside on the periphery and say, here's what's the best best path or, or system to get there. So, Well, I have to interject here. You know, this is what, what I see that you guys don't necessarily see because I work with people that work with consultants. I work with people who work with ideal practices. And I work with people that don't work with consultants yeah. who do startups. And, you know, and same thing even with, uh, with acquisitions. You know, people that, that, that just buy a practice and, and aren't really working with somebody that's helping them beyond the legal services we, uh, we provide. But this is what, what you guys do, Stephen, that's really, really effective. And I'm going to say that it's important for startups, but it's also important for acquisitions, is you force clients to, to, to think about that stuff, to reflect on their vision, to figure out what mm-hmm. they want, to develop that plan. If, and, and that's the difference, that, that somebody that's not working uh, with you guys, who's just out there DIYing it, which Paul and I, you know, that's the no-no. That's yeah. going to be on our second, yeah. you know, Dental Amigos t-shirt. Yes, exactly. No DIY, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, that's right after the, you know, no dual, dual representation, you know, that's, but, you know, that you have to do that. And, and you guys force people to do that. And sometimes, man, yeah. that's, that's a difficult thing to do, but that's not optional. Whether you're starting a business or you're acquiring a practice, uh, yep. you have to go through those steps because if you just trip through and just kind of like let chips fall where they will, man, you may be in for some rude awakenings I down mean, the road. It's such a good point. I mean, I have a, you know, I have these catchphrases I have in dental nachos, and you know, I, I'm been big into like think instead of feel. And Rob is saying that because dentists feel, you know, I'll do an acquisition and I will refer someone to a great consultant who has just a, a very reasonable monthly fee and immediately they say, you know, I can't afford that. And I mean, that's just a feeling. And I almost want to, I tell them, you know, you really, you know, can't not afford to do this. I think it's great that you shared that your own, your own successful company gets outside uh, advice and look from consultants. I just think that's so important for dentists because, you know, I, 
this is the type of stuff that should be taught in dental school, how to make decisions like this, where they want to be, you know, career planning advice. I really take dental school to task on that. They do very little career planning with these students and they kind of shut the door and say, you know, see you later and can you give us money later? And then surprisingly, no one wants to give them money for the way they were treated while they were there. But I just think it's just <laughs> such a great, uh, great point. And it's like, you know what, uh, we're having our, our uh, a second child, the, the sequel child. And I know you have uh, children. It's kind of like, you know, when we had a child here mm -hmm. in the city, you walk around with your child a lot and we, we buy one of these expensive child carriers that, that are like 90 bucks. And it's worth, you know, I, I would actually pay five times that amount. And, you know, some people say, I'm not going to need that. And if I told them, you know, you're going to be out in the city with your child in the middle of the summer, you're going to wish you had it. They say, that's too expensive. And they don't find out till later, but you can just buy a child carrier with some of these practice things. You can't unwind these decisions. So I just think, you know, what you guys do mm -hmm. and share is just so, so valuable. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I think one of the things you touched on uh, and, and like, I'll kind of leave with this is uh, we can keep going on is when you predefine that, I think it's, uh, I literally had a call this morning, it's so funny, I'm in Manhattan today, and I, I literally had a call with a client this morning, um, and they're going to be up in their practice, and we had two different areas that our team had analyzed in terms of, from a geographical and demographical perspective, two different areas. One, like, numbers-wise, may have had, like, a quote-unquote better opportunity based upon competition. The other one was more where they desired with a patient profile that they wanted to have based upon some of some of the analytics and things like that that they wanted to have their ideal patient profile that's what doctors think about like well, what most of them think about like i can work on everybody right but what do you who do you want to work on so their decision came down to like real simple binary decision of you have a decision of pursuing fulfillment by being in an area that still has a good opportunity for you to grow um Every area is competitive, but like great opportunity for them, but it aligned better with their ideal patient profile, even though one area may have been like statistically quote unquote better, but that's only better for somebody else. And they said, yeah, you're right. We want to go down here. I think when that, that like we really force onto that, it's not so much what you can do as a dentist. It's what do you want to do? If you say, yeah, I can work with kids and I like to do dentistry for kids or if you don't like doing dentistry, it's one thing. If you say, I can do dentistry on kids, awesome. Do you want to? And there's usually like this lull because they don't want to say the wrong thing, and all of a sudden we'll have a client go, that's it. I, I don't want to work with kids. I don't want to do dentistry. Awesome. Just predefine. <laughs> doesn't matter what you can do. Predefine what you want to do. And for sure, I think there's, there's, a, there's this fear of, of not having enough options. You mentioned like decisions that need to be made, make decisions. There's too many options out there. I always talk, I, one of my taglines clients is the elimination of options isn't the elimination of opportunity. It's just if you have lots of options, it means you'll just have less focus on the greatest opportunity that's out there. So don't feel like you have to have all these op options available to you. All in most cases that you need is one great option whether it's an acquisition or a buy or where you go or what kind of patients you want, all you need is one great option for the opportunity. You don't need 15 different options. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, you know, and, and, it's, and it's key too. I think when you started at the outset, 
whatever it comes down to, I'm going to just simplify it, maybe oversimplify it. It's not one size fits all. You can't right. just say this is the right thing to yep. do. And, and, that's, and that gets us back to the question I asked you at the beginning of this, uh, of this show, which is yeah. start versus acquisition. You know, there's no good answer to that. It, and, and a lot of times, you know, people ask all three of us, you know, what is the right way to do this? And you have to say, well, well hold on for a second. I need to know a little bit more about you and what your goals are and yep. what you want to do to be able to give you that advice because it's not just, you know, here it is. This is the magic, you know, silver bullet and, and this is going to solve all problems and this is the best thing for you and everybody. This is the perfect it. practice, right? It, it just doesn't exist. want that because unfortunately it's our training is that just makes you believe that that's a possibility in the business world and it's not. And I mean, you and Rob are just great examples of, you know, Rob's firm is just outstanding at doing what they do, working with dentists. But, you know, I think some people walk in here and say, hey, can you can you represent me in this, you know, uh, I don't know, family matter dispute? And Rob says, no, we don't no. do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I still want Rob to be in the courtroom with me saying you can't handle the truth at some point in our lives. I don't know how it's going to Let's hope it doesn't come down to that yeah, point. Yeah, that would be a good day. In a dramatic, not a dramatic, you know, uh, dramatic way, but, some, you know, I, I always think I'll see Rob in his Tom Cruise mode or even like you and Jamie, you guys don't say, hey, we do startups and then we also do acquisitions. So Dennis, it's just such great advice. The elimination of options isn't the elimination of opportunity because I try to uh, help my own dental friends, clients, dental nacho people with that, where they say, I want to learn implant sleep apnea and endo at the same time. And that's just not, yeah. a, it's not feasible. So, you know, your example with, with pediatric dentists is perfect. And hopefully, you know, Rob and I are, and you know, you as an amigo here doing our part to try to just help dentists focus. And as Rob says, be purposeful what they, on what they want to do. Yeah. Be purposeful and be focused on something because our brains Focus. aren't mega computers. And I think it's like, if you want to, like you just mentioned, I want to learn this, this, this kind of dentistry. What You have to focus on one first and get perfected at that. Unfortunately, our society has built our, built our, our, our systems around like multitasking. Awesome. So you get to do like a bunch of things at once and you're not doing any of them very well because you're not focused on any one task very, really well. The same thing holds true with like, if you want to learn different aspects of dentistry, you can't go into it and say, I'm going to learn all five or six of these different types of disciplines or procedures all at the same time. You can't do it because you can't dedicate your mind to the focus um, on one single task to get really good at something. So focus your time on something that is meaningful to get really great at something and, and don't and, and you'll get there a lot faster to your end goal and your end result of what you want to have as a private practice owner, if that's the pursuit. That's awesome. Great. That's great. I mean, and I think that's a good thing to close on. And, yeah. and that's not just dentistry. That's any business. And that's whatever you're trying to do in life. You know, it's, uh, it, yep. it's really a, it, it's a good path. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I totally agree with, with that. Um, so, uh, hey, Stephen, you know, it's been great having you today. Um, uh, Thanks, guys. How am, can, I, am I an official nacho now? Amigo You're and official nacho, amigo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, official amigo. amigo. I'm an official amigo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, hey, Stephen, so uh, how can people uh, connect with you? Uh, they can connect with us uh, primarily through our website, um, which is the, probably the best path for information as well. It's www.howtoopenadentalop.com. Um, HowToOpenAdentalOffice.com is our website. Cool. Yeah, and, and and folks, there are if you haven't been to uh, to their uh, to their site, they have lots of great resources uh, with you know the whole thing with business consulting, yes. startup stuff, and yep. uh, a lot of good, really good content. Um, and Jamie and Stephen do a, do a great job with that. 
Uh, do you guys have any uh, any seminars or any events coming up uh, that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So our next uh, startup practice blueprint, which is our invitation only opportunity um, two day event, is coming up. Next one is in October. In this small little city, it's a small little town. Maybe you've heard about it, Las Vegas. Okay. Um, it's the first, I believe it's the first weekend of October, and it will be on our web, I know it will be on our website if it's not already up there already. Um, we typically limit that to a number of about 20 to 25 um, doctors and participants for that event. It's, you've been a part of them, Rob. Yeah, it's it great. It's like, okay. okay, fire hose on, ready. Um, so that event's coming on um, in, up in October. So excited for that. Yeah, it's, those events are awesome. I mean, you guys just bring in the best, you know, of the best. And, you know, for me, it's great to network with all those people that are into the marketing and lending and, uh, you know, uh, real estate. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really powerful uh, two days. It's actually it's so powerful. It's kind of exhausting. And for me, I always say, and, and this is God's <laughs> truth, you know, that it come the way with, with business ideas for myself, just because the, the, the stuff that you guys are talking about, like you talked about today, really uh, applies to, to any kind of uh, any kind of business and any kind of profession. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely something worth checking out. Paul, I'm going to drag you to one yeah, of, them, I will one of come. these days. Yeah, I don't sleep anyway, so it'll be perfect for me. Can so, we get a special know. invite one of these yeah, days yeah. For, for Dr. Nacho? Dr. Nacho. <laughs> Dr. Nacho, yeah, we can probably do a special Nacho uh, invite. He's going to do a startup it. one of these <laughs> yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to do it, yeah. Gonna get He's got that look in it. his eyes. He's yeah, thinking about yeah. it. Good stuff. Great. Thanks, Thank guys. I really appreciate you having me on today. Um, and I uh, hope the information was very applicable to everybody out there that's listening. So thanks so much for great having stuff. me. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with the Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.